The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Hello and welcome to the Kingery Season 5, Episode 12 commentary. I'm Chris Stodder, and joining me is the writer of this episode, Jeffrey Bridges, and really the guy who directed all of it, uh, Jared Page. Hello. Hello, everybody. So, the season finale... Season finale, and you'll notice right off the bat, we have a new Kingery theme. Yes. Uh, Want to give credit to Tom Stitcher for composing this new theme for us, and at this also to thank uh, David Alexander, excuse me, David Alexander McDonald for all his uh, awesome music on the show, all these previous seasons. So yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, so um, in this episode and going forward next season, you'll have uh, this, this is the new Kingery theme, and uh, additional music will be by Kevin McLeod. Awesome. Awesome. And I really, I really dig this, uh, this new theme from Tom. After I first heard it, I couldn't, like, stop humming it. It gets stuck in your head, and you're just, like, humming it for days. It's, it's very earwormish. It's, it's pretty cool. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> it's very cool. All right, so uh, let's jump into it. This episode is called Illumination, mm-hmm. and it is pretty yes. much the culmination of everything that's happened this uh, season. Yes, in that way, season finales tend to do. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, so, give us give us a little bit of, of background of how you. I mean, this is the end of the season. How did you guys, you know, come up with this? How did you know it was going to end? How did you? envision did anything change throughout the season that you you thought you know i don't even remember for sure now because it was so long ago when we planned season five and we've already you know planned out season six and are almost halfway through writing it so um it's really hard to remember that far back but i know that um from the start the plan was that the uh the cloned tommy would, would kind of go wrong and that it would come down to a confrontation at the end with uh tommy and his you know doppelganger and uh I think perhaps Tommy sees some things in his doppelganger that he might see in himself and not like to see there. So, I mean, um, to, to be clear, you know, Tom, the clone, is certifiably crazy. So um, it's not like he's, you know, uh, in his right mind or anything. Yeah. And just quickly, uh, to change the subject, sorry, I just noticed that uh, in the previously... It, it ended up being just long enough that you got to hear the entire Kingery theme. So, uh-huh. so there oh, it is. So that was the entire Kingery, the new Kingery theme. So that was that was kind of fun that it all fit on there. And then here we are in shenanigans, uh, starting with the fire, uh, firing uh, Madeline Gray, played by Alicia Lane Pickens, and Zeph, who got shot moments ago, played by. Um, don't Brian Reed? Sorry, mm-hmm. my mind for a second. And then this is Crazy Tom, played by Pete Milan. Yes. Oh, and Socks, by, played and by Socks. Renee Christine Jones. Socks speaks French. Yes, she does. That was an addition, I believe, that Renee threw in because Renee speaks French, and she thought it yes. would be funny, and so we all ran with it. So. I think she was also the one that eventually worked in that um, Tom spoke French. Like, this is the little fairy tale story that's in his mind that kind of fills in these memory gaps was, uh, had yeah, some was kind fair. of French bits in it. So, yeah. Yeah. I kind of lament that during this season I didn't get to uh, 
write more of Tom before he went nuts because I, those episodes I really enjoyed them and I thought they were a lot of fun with his you know medieval tendencies and uh, uh, yeah. I thought those were a lot of fun but here he's just kind of all insane so uh, but that's all right you know I, I, mean, I was yeah. very happy with the way those all came out so it just it seemed like he was a lot of fun to write that way yeah he has cracked yes he has And now we move to the Commandant's transport ship. Uh, Tommy yeah. and Asa are making their way back to the Kingery. Uh, the actual Tommy, by the way. And Asa played, of course, by uh, Carl Glassmeyer. And we'll get to hear the Commandant, which um, may or may not be a recurring role. I would imagine we could have her come back. I would think, yeah. Yeah, played by Lynn Cullen. Welcome to the cast, Lynn. Yeah, I remember... Um... Actually, in the editing process for this, um, I think this scene and the scene that we just heard kind of kept getting flipped around. And I, I think we talked about this in the writer chat. I don't quite remember now, but I think we had a, a bit of a discussion about which one was better to open with because this one kind of interrupts the action, but then it also sort of sets apart the two things and we needed some time between the two scenes. So that's why this one ended up coming second rather than first. So, because um, I think it originally started here, and then we moved it up to the opening scene, and then moved it back again. So it was just I don't know one of those weird things that we go through with the the writer chats and the editing process and moving stuff around to try to figure out what works best. Yeah, I like it as uh, the second scene. I, I like that we open with a bang and then get some context here, and then and then the rest of it's pretty much fast paced. Ladies and gentlemen, Commandant Browning. I also enjoyed getting to um, explore uh, Sector 88G a little bit more. Uh, we don't really know much about it outside of the Kingery, so bringing in the uh, the Commandant and her ship and, and uh, getting a little bit into the politics of the the area and stuff like that was uh, kind of fun. It was something different that we hadn't gotten to do before, so that was that was fun. Yes. And there there's Mr. Jared Page as a yes. reporter. That was me as a reporter. It was some typecasting there. Uh, and then uh, earlier, and we'll hear her again, is my wife. At the time, she was my fiance. When this is credited as Catherine Curry, but um, she will be in future Kingery episodes as uh, Catherine Page. So that was fun. We are the two reporters, lovers on the Commandant's ship in the press corps. Well, now hold on. That press wasn't for lovers. Okay. <laughs> we got a Kingery one shot coming up in the future, right? <laughs> so we bribed you. Is this what we've sunk to? Calling a charitable donation to support orphan children a bribe? I think Lynn did a great job here. She sounds very officious. She does, yeah. She's perfect as the commandant, which um This is a matter for the local police and I've no Well that, that makes her the head of eighty eight G, but we don't really know how big that is i mean that sounds like right. a really big position but we don't really i don't know how their government uh, in the kingery stands stacks up. yeah that that wasn't really something we had uh worked out yet it, it's sort of yeah. you know the kingery world is so big that we kind of just explore it as we go and, and figure things out as needed so yeah um, but we do also find out in uh later in this episode that there's 120 sectors which is also new news so new news not old news 120 so, sectors. Um, That's true. 120 sectors. So. Hooks mentions that. Yes. And here we are in Debbie's apartment with Hooks, played by Perry Whittle, and Debbie, played by Shane Nolan. And then Tithy is there as well. 
played by Cat Pride. Wait, 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 wait. What does that mean? Biffy, go to your room now. Flip the bed, the dresser, everything you can. Get them up against the door and then get behind the safe in your closet. Mom, what if I go? I figured they'd have a safe. All of these folks probably have their own, you know, super high security, heavy duty safes in there. You know, they got a lot of cash laying around and other such things that you might not want people to find, so. Yes. And this, this, um, one of my favorite parts of the episode, the, the Worthington 750, that was a lot of fun. Yes. Mm, I wasn't aware you were a firearms aficionado. Firearms? Nothing. That's an engineering marvel. It's also completely illegal in 119 out of 127. There it is. Michael, listen to me. I'm going to yep. try and stop him. Hmm. If I fail, you do whatever you have to do to keep Tiffia safe. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love you. That was Hooks responding in classic Hooks fashion. Yes. <laughs> So now we move to uh, the lobby of Debbie's apartment building. Yes. Where, and, um, uh, yes, and we have Tom singing this uh, little... Yes. Which After is this, uh, awesome. Pete had... He, he was kind of griping because now I've made him sing in two languages he doesn't speak because I gave him <laughs> songs to sing in German over in Dixie a few years oh. ago. And so uh, he was all just oh. like... It's apparently a thing now. I have to make Pete sing in as many languages as I can. So watch <laughs> out, Pete. You didn't know that Tommy was quadlingual, did you? No, did not. <laughs> You'll find all about, all about it next season, and he'll just be singing. And there you heard the uh, Worthington 750 power up and shoot. Yeah, that's pretty big old gun. That was. That was pretty badass. She possesses the wand of illumination. <laughs> that Tom calls the wand of illumination. Yes. Oh, I gotta tell you, there's a there was a awesome uh, ad lib here by Tom or in that last line uh, by by Pete um, when he says <laughs> she possesses the one of the nation lost for all these many years uh, during the Roqueford siege and he says then he says uh, Pete says uh, I read about them in the files the Roqueford files so <laughs> I was amused by that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did that just for us directors to listen to the Roqueford files. Okay, there and could so be we, files. Who knows? Yes, who could be? Yes. So in this scene, it actually um, didn't call for him to sing again. That's a kind of a directing decision I made. Um, mm -hmm. The way it was written, Tom like gets the gun and he's all giddy and, and then runs away with it. Uh, but the way Pete played it, um, he was more mellow about it. Mm -hmm. And I also just think it made him sound even crazier to yes it was it up. was it was a very creepy exit to the scene so that was a good yes. call you pick up picks up the gun and starts singing again and you hear and you hear debbie you know gasping for life next to him i think right. that was makes him even more more out of touch it does indeed I need you to stay here. and now we're here at the space at the spaceport with asa and tommy again when my mother was in Okay, there's a line line coming up here that you do uh, that you wrote, Jeffrey. Uh, mm. Every Dick, Jane, and Flengoth. <laughs> yes, I was just trying to, you know, 
there's aliens around like Tithia and, and like Proc was and um, Kalok. And I was just like, so in their world, it's not just, you know, like men and women, but there's also aliens who might be different, you know, or have no gender or who knows what. So I thought perhaps they would have a, uh, you know, that that's like the, the John or Sally of the alien world. There's just a lot of Flengoths walking around. John Doe, they, when they can't identify the alien body, they call him Flengoth. Okay. I, I, it may laugh, but I just, uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It was meant to be, but there's not a lot of moments for lightness in this uh, episode. There's not a lot to work in there, so. Yeah, there were a few, there was a few good funny bits, but. Um... Yeah, that's the problem. You know, I'm, I always get the, um, I always do the season finales on this show and the, everything by the time you get to the season finales, it's all like really serious stuff going on and you've got to wrap up all of these plots and you've got to you know keep things moving and and it's just there's not a lot of room for uh you know comedy type stuff so yeah so we hear uh maddie um you can hear the um the street there she's out there on the thoroughfare and you can just hear the kingery burning down and she calls captain richards played by mike winters and uh Captain Richards is uh, true to himself here and is a complete jackass. Yes, yes, he is. Played to uh, jackassery perfection by Mike yes. Winters. That's, that's not a slight against you, Mike. You're doing a fine job. I don't. I, don't, I know you're nothing like him, but um, but yeah, he uh, he shows um, some interesting uh, personality traits in this scene. I think so. Yes. You see that he is uh, very much about um, more about uh, having things his way and mm-hmm. looking good than caring about people as we see this. Uh, right. He thinks Arkell is bad and um, yeah, and so he's willing to let innocent people die. Essentially, right. He's still all uh, for, for petty reasons. Right. His his uh, pride is still wounded from you know uh, Maddie supporting Tommy at the trial and all of that. So he's um he's uh not dealing with it well. No, he's not. And here we have Brannis, played by Paul Lavelle. Yeah, Captain. Good old Brannis. Brannis. You'd never ask. We're actually ready to go. He always just sounds like the nicest guy you ever met. He's just, he just sounds like just a nice guy, you know? <laughs> well, and here he is thinking thinking that he was going, oh, good, we get to go help. And then Richard right. just saying, uh, no, take your time and put on a show and make it look good. Wanted to be sure we differentiated there so that not everyone thought that, you know, we were saying all cops were like Richard or that the entire force was like him or anything like that. So it's definitely uh, is giving Brannis some pause. Yes. You let the kingery burn. Let the kingery burn. And we'll hear here that's exactly what's happening. Yes. It sounds very, um, very chaotic and destroyed, so. Need a hand? And then the real Tommy is back, baby. 
that was I I especially really liked Alicia's reaction there when she sees him that the little scream like you know she thinks it's Tom again and it was it was very well done. Scream and cock the gun. Ah, oh, yes, one of those small moments of humor I was able to work yes. in here. Do I look deranged? Don't answer that. <laughs> oh, that's no good. Nothing personal, but you look like shit. Fuck you. Well, apparently you already did, though I never got the info. <laughs> Where'd you get hit? Bullet grazed my side. Hit my head when I fell. Been in and out for a while. Oh, you hear Crazy Tom come in the scene here singing. Yep. Into shenanigans. Shit. He already shot Zeph. Zeph? I think I saw an explosion over by Debbie's apartment, too. I don't know. Son of a bitch. This whole place is burning. It gives you another uh, key just how powerful the um, the Worthingtons are. If, you know, she's. We don't know exactly how far away, but some distance away, and she could see the destruction the gun was causing inside the building, so. Yeah. And here we have Major, played by M Zero Garcia. And we, when we last left her, she was finding her way out of the boss's office when she was locked in there. So she's climbing through the uh, ventilation shafts. Yes. Her diehard esqueness. <laughs> right. Tommy said to go and don't listen to that idiot talk. No, no, not that. I thought you were smarter than this. Boy is a college, and that's what you're doing. You listening to him? Would you shut up and stop interrupting me? Tommy is back. And you see there's a little bit of uh, tension between these two here, so that might be something that will be further explored in some way. Yeah, they were uh, on opposite sides of the Mm -hmm. opposite teams and then kind of forced to be on the same team. And yeah, not really quite sure if they're, uh, yeah. They're kind of like Shaq and Kobe right now, you know. They're getting it done, but they're not working well together. For those of you who follow the sports analogies there. And as we know, with the Lakers, with Shaq and Kobe, they one of them had to go. So, Just saying. I'll take your word for it. Sports imitates life, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Or fiction. I don't know. Gotta go after the boss. You're one of us now. You hear me? Tommy is your number one priority. Shit. I think that's the moment when uh, Maddie finally realizes that, you know, her priorities have shifted and that she's on, on the other team now, so. Yeah. So we're back in shenanigans. Zeph is uh, still injured. I think I, I had to look up. Um, I took two years of French in high school, but I don't remember squat from it. So I had to go and 
look stuff up for this, and I, I believe that what Tom is calling her there is the lollipop sorceress. So, oh, uh, referencing you know when she was on the television with the lollipop, everyone kept polyamorous and all you know. So, um, yes. but hopefully that's someone who actually speaks French because I you know Renee went over these, so I think it it works. Uh, hopefully that's what it says. <laughs> nice. And uh, major uh, tip of the hat here to. Um, Sorry, to, to Renee Christine Jones for this acting right here. Socks, uh, this is how you talk to the boss now? Injured is she does an awesome job. Yes, she does. I mean, they they all did a good job of this scene. That damn bell tower, I tell you. Yes. It's more trouble than it's worth. So here we are in the top floor in the bell tower. The uh, sound effects direction called for... Uh, him to throw the shutters open. Couldn't find anything that made us that sounded good enough for that. Ah. So I have a old style window that's be, being opened, and it's heavy enough, wooden enough that I thought it would be okay too. So yeah, it works just as well. Yeah, you can see him standing up at the tower, just uh, firing off the, the wand of illumination at the, mm -hmm. the, sh the vile shades. Yes. Oh, and when you hear the window open, one of the little nifty director things I did is as you open the window, you can hear the burning outside. You know what I mean? It's, you can't hear it until he opens the window. But anyway. And then the burning increases as he starts shooting things up. As it would, yes. And that's an awesome line. Tommy arrives, my kingdom. And that, I believe, is is my dark replica or something close to that. I don't know. Other languages I don't speak. I shouldn't try to write it, though. Yeah. I like the uh, the referencing back to Shepard in the tower. Yes. Uh, the astute listener will remember. I think that was the season two finale. I think season maybe. two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is the same tower where, uh, you know, uh, Shepard and Regina were there and, and uh, where the window that Shepard fell out of is the same one that Tom falls out of in just a minute and dies. So, uh. And this side is, is a, it's just a great scene listening to uh, Pete play Tom and Tommy and beating the crap out of himself. It's just, <laughs> it's a good time. He did an awesome job. Yeah, he got to do this, the I'm kicking your ass walla and I'm getting my ass kicked walla for the same scene, so. Yes. And his crazy, when the crazy laughter is awesome, too. Yeah, that was really creepy when it I first heard it. I was like, what the hell? So. So, in going back to the, uh, 
the shepherd scene in season two, I remembered um, in that episode, Perry Whittle was directing the show back then. Yes. And one thing that he did when Shepard got shot and fell out the window is he had the he had the listener kind of follow the bullet from the gun right into Shepard. And so I recreated that. It, it's different because it's it's a, it's shorter because they're not firing. He was shot from outside, so it came right. up the building. So it's a little bit shorter, but I did this kind of the same thing where you have a slow motion and the bullet travels and hit. You hear it hit Tom. So yes. that was kind of a, a, a tribute there to that same thing and the awesome job that uh, that Perry did back then. That was that was a very nice way to to tie it back to that. That was that was very cool. Because it's you know the scene is obviously calling back to the scene from yeah. there a bit, so to have the directing do that too is it's extra cool. So very nice. And here, of course, uh, this just this kiss here. That's that's a culmination of five years of these two, uh, you know, be kind of being at each other's throats, and so they, they had a lot of tension between them for a while. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. And welcome back to the Kingery. Awesome way to end it. The Kingery, season five, and there we are. Here's uh, Bruce with the credits. Yep. And we will be back um, next month with uh, the season six premiere. We are not taking a hiatus month this year, so you will get to hear that coming up in uh, early September. So look for that coming soon. And uh, I want to take the chance while we've uh, still got a minute or two here to thank Christopher for all of his uh, work directing this show over the past couple of years. He's done a great job and uh, put in a ton of work on it, and we really appreciate it. We're going to miss you. Yeah, I'm going to miss it. By Jeffrey Bridges with Susan Bridges, Renee Christine Jones, Pete Milan, Perry Whittle, and Jared Page. All right, so then uh, next month, uh, Jared, you take over as full director. Full director, yes, and actually I'll be assisted in uh, the season premiere uh, by a couple of other pendant directors, and so we'll all join you uh, here next month for the commentary. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Christopher, you did a great job, loved the show, and I'm honored to be taking it over and... Uh, hopefully keeping it up to the level that it's it's been at for all these years. Well, I mean, if this episode is anything uh, as a uh, foretelling of that, uh, I think you're going to have uh, uh, a really great season on your hands. Thank you, sir. That's, that's to the listeners, but uh, yes, definitely. Thank you. All right. Uh, I guess we will... Well, I won't see you guys. I'll be listening, but uh, you guys will... Uh, Join Jared uh, and uh, whoever the writer is for first uh, uh, the first season premiere of sixth season next month. I believe it's Susan, isn't it, Jeffrey? I believe so. Yes. 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 So, so we'll talk to you next month. <laughs>